There's a ton of different strategies we can talk about. Learning to be proud of ourselves and believe in ourselves is something that simply takes time. And I would be lying if I said that I believe in myself every single day. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 75, and today we are chatting with Sensi Graves. She popped into our inbox with the coolest story and combination of careers, from being a professional kiteboarder, to starting her own swimwear brand, and finally, to now being a motivational speaker. And she said something that struck us to our core in her guest application. She said, I didn't feel proud of myself. I wanted to literally shout through my computer and say, how? Look at all of those amazing things that you've done. And then I paused for a second and I thought, I might be doing this to myself. Look at all of the amazing things we've done as CEOs and working moms. And chances are you feel this too. And it's time to make a change. So I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode with Sensi. And I really hope that you walk away a few steps lighter, feeling like the amazing human you are. So let's go ahead and jump in. Hello, Sensi. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Thank you, Abby. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. So Sensi is a professional kiteboarder, motivational speaker, and an entrepreneur of her own swimwear brand. And I like, that's so many things that I just want to like talk and dive into each one because I'm like, this is awesome. Um, But yeah, I let's just start before we dig into everything and like the business side, just tell us a little bit about like your career and how you got into kiteboarding. Like And also I live in Minnesota, right? So this world to me is like all new. (laughs) Most of the time, the first question I ask people is, do you know what kiteboarding is? Yeah, (laughs) right. Still very much an obscure kind of on the fringe sport for listeners that don't know you have 20 meters of lines, you have a kite flying in the sky, and then you're riding a board across the water. So it's essentially wakeboarding, but you're driving your own boat. So the kite's pulling you, creating power with the wind to pull you across the water. Oh, crazy. Oh my My gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. My life has revolved around kiteboarding for the last, oh gosh, almost 20 years. I learned to kite when I was in my freshman year of college and I had never heard of the sport. My dad had this wild hair idea and took my three brothers and I out to North Carolina to learn And I fell in love with it, but was in college at the time. And so didn't really have access to keep doing it. It's a gear intensive sport. It's also not something you can just really learn by yourself. I always recommend people take lessons. And so it was a few years before I really started kiteboarding. Um, And then I shortly thereafter moved to North Carolina to become a kiteboarding coach. And my life completely revolved around kiting, eat, drink, sleep, dream, kiteboarding. And that has 
changed the entire trajectory of my life. And I have honestly no idea where I'd be without kiteboarding today because it's shaped my career. I started a swimmer company because of it. I've traveled around the world because of it and I owe everything to it. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you hear so many stories too of like you almost, you took a hobby and then brought that hobby into like a business and like everything else revolved around the hobby. Most people, which I feel like fall into the camp of jumping into their career and into business. And all of a sudden they realize like, what are my hobbies? Like, what do I like to do outside of just my career? Right. And so I don't, it's cool. Which do you think of it like that? Do you think of it as like, it was something that you loved and like a hobby that then turned it into like a career? You know, I don't really think about it like that because I believe that work-life balance really just doesn't exist. It doesn't. And, yeah. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And so, um, you know, they, they say, Oh, find your passion. You never work another day in your life and all these things. <laughs> and I totally believe in finding things that you feel called to do and that you feel are based and rooted in service. And we'll get into that when we start talking about the motivational speaking, but initially it was, you know, to be honest, I didn't even want to be a pro kite boarder. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to start a company and to be an entrepreneur. And the fact that I was in a swimsuit every single day and was kiteboarding, surfing in the water every single day. That kind of just opened up this idea of, oh, I need this tool, a a bikini that stays put. And so I'm going to create something. And so there was never a separation between the hobby and the work, of course. Um, But I agree that sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves to, oh, we're work, 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 work. And then we kind of forget about the things that bring us joy otherwise. But I think that goes back to having values work and living in line with your values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was that trajectory? Like, so you went, you were kiteboarding and then the swimwear, right? Or did coaching kind of catapult you into like the speaking? Did it all just blend together in one or does it mm. feel like it had a natural progression? It definitely feels like it had a natural progression. So I was coaching kiting initially. That's how I got my foot in the door of the sport. I was living in North Carolina because I was in the water every single day. I wanted to start a swimwear company that would stay put And so I began, I ordered fabric from New York, some spandex, sketched up some designs, and then started just slowly putting one foot in front of the other to make this swimmer company. I was so naive. I was 23 years old. I didn't know what I didn't know. I had no design background, no manufacturing background, no business background. But there's that saying, that's how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. And that's what I did. I just, (laughs) because I was so naive, I just was like, okay, now I do this. Now I do this. And things just started naturally and furling. But I was so wrapped up in my ego and doing it because I wanted to create an awesome product, but also because I wanted to control my own time. And I wanted to be in charge of my own schedule. And I wanted to create something that was mine. So my ego kind of got all wrapped up in it. And that prevented me from being able to take feedback being able to get over limiting beliefs and really being able to expand outside of what this cap that I put myself on. So that goes into the speaking and the Mm -hmm. mentoring and the empowering um, mindset tools that I use today was this 10 year period of, oh, I'm struggling. This is hard. I'm making it all about me and learning so much along the way. So Mm -hmm. it was a 
progression over time. It wasn't a, oh, I'm a kite coach and now great. I'm going to coach people on mindset. <laughs> yeah, it was, I had to like... learn a lot of lessons before I even realized the importance of investing in ourselves and knowing yeah. that mindset is so important. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think back to even like for me, I remember in high school taking an entrepreneur class and like thinking, right, that that's what I want to do. And you had mentioned like we let our ego get the best of us because when you think of entrepreneurship, you think of this flexible work life balance, this you get to choose what you want, this like dream state. And you use that almost as like your tool of what you want to do. And then I, I, most of us listening to this also know it's not as dreamy and like you can work 24 seven and you can like have some of those like mindsets kind of block you in terms of like where you're going to go. So I think that's really interesting and just that journey, I think to, to get there. So I'm sure that journey for you too, like now looking back, right. And I feel this way about certain parts of my life too looking back, I'm like, wow, this flowed perfectly. Like there was a plan. I just didn't see it. Do you feel like that? And then in the moment, did it feel like chaos? Like you had no idea that this was going to be the way it all flowed together Mm. seamlessly. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. Of course, looking back is 2020. And I, I really just believe in trusting where we're at And that's what I struggled with for a long time. I wanted to Mm -hmm. be somewhere else. I wanted, you know, I was traveling around the world as a professional kiteboarder, competing in competitions, running my swimwear business, but I felt like a failure. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel successful. I would have people messaging me saying, you're such a badass. You're so amazing. And I'd be like, well, I don't feel that way. Like, why don't I feel proud of myself and confident? I would be at kite competitions answering customer service emails and this kind of separation of, oh, I'm supposed to be this. I also waitressed for six years. So I'm supposed to be this athlete, high level rider and own my own business. And I'm having to not only answer customer service emails at contests, but hustle on the side as a waitress to make it work. So I really questioned everything that I was doing and didn't believe and trust the process. And so now I just think it's so much in how can we enjoy the moment? How can we balance this idea of stretching and reaching goals and setting new heights expansion? Yes. We're here for the goals, but also contentment. How do we, mm-hmm. how do we be stoked with who we are and what we're doing? Because it's only when we can tap into, I am successful now that we can tap into what Brene Brown calls wholehearted living, where we live with more impact, more community, create better connections and live more joyful lives. Yeah. The, yeah, the not believing in yourself is something that I feel like everyone, like you, we have friends, we have family, like we have support systems right behind us that are cheering us on and saying things like, you should be so proud. Like, I can't believe you did this. Like, wow, you're doing so much and you just don't feel it. Like we've all had that moment. Um, what did you, what did you do? Like how, and does that feeling ever disappear? I think is what many of us feel like, right? Like, is that It's just something we always feel and we just deal with it and we just manage it. But are there things that we can do to kind of start cheering ourselves on and like believing in ourselves? Yes. Yes. (laughs) The answer is yes. We can do things to start cheering ourselves on. And we can also look at what things are we doing that are tearing ourselves down. Where are we judging ourselves? Where are we 
feeling shame? Where are we lacking self-compassion? So there's two different ways we can look at it. One is, what am I saying to myself that is negative and just simply not true? And can I hold it a little more loosely and say, oh, okay, I'm judging myself right in this moment. I don't need to. Can I tell, tell myself I love myself? And then the opposite side of the coin is the positive things that we can do, which is investing in yourself. Number one, I put money into myself, whether that was hiring a personal trainer to feel good or taking a course to start working on mindset techniques or just buying a book. You don't have to spend a ton of money, but I really believe in the power of investing in yourself because that's how you develop tools around confidence. You have to put yourself out there and you have to expand. And I remember when I was afraid of spending a hundred dollars on myself, I was like, should I buy this course on SEO? Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm not worth it. And then that is reinforcing this idea that we're not worth it. And so to start believing in myself, I slowly started investing in myself, started looking at what things am I telling myself regularly? How, where am I holding myself back? And then I actually started celebrating the wins, like looking at what are the things I've already done? What are the things I'm doing every day that I can acknowledge myself for? And like literally doing Abby a self high five. Yes killing it. Awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a ton of different strategies we can talk about, but I think that learning to be proud of ourselves and believe in ourselves is something that simply takes time. And I would be lying if I said that I believe in myself every single day. It's a constant battle against the input of information that we get that's telling us that we're not enough in our society a lot. Mm -hmm. And also the continual filling up of our own cups. Where are you investing yourself, taking care of yourself, really, truly helping yourself feel good so that you can go out in the world and be awesome. Yeah. And then yeah, and that goes so far beyond business too. Like I love the, just the personal aspect of like, how can you fill your own cup? Because yeah, you have to do that in order to be thriving in your business as well. Mm -hmm. uh, was there a moment like in your, like, I guess right before, I'm sure it was right before you started getting into this role of like becoming a speaker and like helping others. Was there a moment where you were like, enough is enough. Like I am tired of not believing in myself or like, was there something that just kind of hit you that you were like, this is silly. <laughs> like, why am I saying this? Why am I talking to myself this way? Yes and no. No, in the sense that it's a slow build. I don't want to say that there's one thing that you can do to help believe in yourself because I think I would hear that from people when I was like, I want to learn to believe in myself. I want to learn to believe in myself. And some people would say like, Oh, I had this one big revelation. And then this one thing happened. And sometimes we build it up to mean that, Oh, I need to have this completely spiritual experience and get the revelation of everything. And it's one moment. And that's simply not true. Healing and self-love take time. And they take continual daily habit practicing and investing in yourselves. That's one part of it. The second part is I did have a moment when I said, and I figured out, oh, I'm not actually feeling proud of myself. And I'll tell you that story because I do think it's impactful. And I think this is a practice that listeners can do that. They might have a breakthrough, might not, but I think it's really important work. And this is to do a decade in review. At the end of 2019, I did a decade in review 
and because it was 2019, we're going into 2020 and you <laughs> are prompted to revisit an entire decade. I often do year reviews, right? Where we look back, what do we do the whole year? I'm in an accountability group. We celebrate our wins. We talk about our failures. We look at everything. But at the end of 2019 is a new decade. So I was prompted to do a decade in review. And I actually followed along with Marie Forleo's decade in review, three-part series. Put a link to that in there. I think Marie Forleo is amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyone can follow along and do her work. Anyway, I had gone through everything that I had done in the past decade, everywhere that I traveled, all of the things that I accomplished. I wrote down from social media, everything that I had done and podcasts I'd been on and articles I'd been and, you know, just compiled all this information. And then I was at a year-end retreat with this group of women and we were looking at our decade in review and we were being asked some poignant questions by the moderator. And I remember just having all of this decade of everything I'd done laid out in front of me. And I had, I just felt a stab in the heart and an outpouring of emotion. I burst out crying and I realized in that moment Number one, I was like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. Look at all this stuff I've done. I am so proud of the woman that I've become. And number two, I was like, I'm really emotional and sad because I haven't let myself feel that way. I have literally never let myself feel proud of myself. And that was such a big moment for me because I didn't even know that I wasn't allowing myself to feel proud. And I was like, wow, I'm the only person that can feel proud of me. I'm the only one. It does not matter what anyone else thinks. Literally, I'm the only person that can say, oh, you're doing a good job. And now here I'd been looking for all these external validations and external acknowledgement, which we love, right? We want to be, we want to have our work received well. We want to keep making impact. We want to get the five-star reviews. We do things for acknowledgement. But in that moment, I said, oh, I've been letting all of my power be outward facing. And I've been trying to get acknowledgement and validation from other people. And that's when I took back my power in a sense and said, oh, wow. Okay. I am proud of myself. And that kind of uncovering. So, you know, was a revelatory moment. Obviously that allowed me to say, okay, I need to start telling myself I'm proud of myself more often. And it wasn't Abby, like that fixed everything. (laughs) Obviously back to me, it takes time. I don't want people to think it's a one hit wonder, but I really Mm -hmm. think this practice of actually acknowledging yourself of what you've done and knowing that you're the only one that can feel proud of you can be life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love all of that. I think we do always wait, we wait for those moments, right? Those like aha moments to happen to us before we take action. But the thing is your aha moment didn't happen to you. You created action and then it had happened. Like you created a list. It's not like something fell from the sky and you were like, wow, I should be proud of myself more, you know? And so I think that's the thing that we all, we forget that we have to take action to actually have this get over these mindset blocks and really step into the next level. Um, I have a, we have a friend that we've worked with. She's been on this podcast before. She came on to talk about TikTok and she actually has a TikTok. So Kleist Creative, Sarah Kleist, she has this whole thing where she does a two done list. And every week she has a two done list of what she did. And it's even small things. But then at the end of the month, she'll add it all up. 
if she sent a certain number of newsletters, if she posted a certain number of times on social media, like all of these little things that we take for granted and that we don't count as being work, right? And then you get to the end of the year and all of a sudden your to-done list is added up of all the little things you forgot to thank yourself for or to praise yourself for that are all added together to show you this huge thing that you did that we oftentimes just don't give ourselves credit for. And I think that's so valuable. Mm. So two done list, pretty good. I like it. And decade, I feel like I need to do a decade list and I'm sure, or a year, a year list, right? Just <laughs> pre post pandemic. <laughs> that's the thing, Abby. You're never going to feel like enough mm -hmm. unless you feel like enough today. Yeah. There's no amount of things that we can do to help us feel like we've done enough because the to-do list is never going to end. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be the Tesla you want to buy, the vacation you want to go on, the thing that you want to do. There's always going to be more. And mm -hmm. so how can we really sink into, okay, I'm doing a great job. I've done enough now. And be impactful in that, in that moment, take ownership of who we are and what we're doing. I love yeah. that. To yeah, done list. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's also taking that break. Like I've noticed this mm -hmm. something with me too. Like I've been digging a little bit more into my Enneagram type and everything of like who I am and why I am the way that I am. And I'm an Enneagram three. And so productivity mm -hmm. is everything. Like I will make you to-do list after to-do list after to-do list. And if I think I can accomplish one more thing that day, I'll squeeze it in. And then at the end of the day, I'll feel unproductive because I didn't do everything on my to-do list that would have taken a normal human a week. And I didn't do it in a day. So I feel bad about myself. Mm -hmm. So there's like so much learning around all of that. But I just think it's something where we don't pause and we break and like, why do we keep thinking about more and more and more? What's next? What are we going to do next rather than celebrating? Like you had mentioned, like celebrating those wins, like pausing and taking a break. And actually, like if for me, it's something where I physically need to sometimes put that in my schedule. Like that's how I'll make it happen. But then mm. you take that break and then you have that moment to like realize like, okay, like I deserve this. I deserve to take a break or I deserve to even just break and go do a meditation in the middle of the day. Like I don't have to be productive with every hour that I don't have my children. Like I deserve to like do something for me at some point. And I think that's one of the things I've really noticed of myself too, is like, even if I have to schedule it, like schedule it, like figure it out so that you actually take the time to pause the productivity, which I'm putting in air quotes because it's it just working all the time. is not productive either. <laughs> no, it's not. And we have these ideas in our society that your, your worth is related to your output, mm -hmm. which is simply not true. Like we are also inherently worthy and you don't actually need to do anything to be more worthy. And when we take the pressure off ourselves, like you said, and actually work to fill ourselves up, that's when we, that's when we can create more impact. That's when we can be happier, more connected, more fulfilled, bring more joy into our communities, bring more compassion. Instead of being stressed and working all the time, we can focus on, wow, I can walk down the street and smile at someone. And that is more impactful and has a greater ripple effect on the world than me answering 10 more emails. Right. It's those little mm -hmm. things that's like, oh, one of my coaches says, Sensi, you're a human being, not a human doing. <laughs> and I love I that love because it. I'm like, oh yes, how can I just be? Like, how can I be the joy and the confidence and the stoke that I want to share with the world rather than just focusing on doing more, more, more? 
because we need, yeah. that doesn't work. That it simply doesn't work. And there's no science that points to productivity equally in happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I love felt. that. <laughs> being a, a human being, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit, what are, whether it be like through you or through some of the coaching or the motivational speaking that you do, what do you feel like are some of the biggest mindset blocks that people uncover on about themselves, like throughout this journey of just kind of like, okay, I need to start making this progress towards believing in myself rather than just waiting for this big catastrophic moment to change my life forever. I'm not good enough. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one I see the most. And that's been my journey, right? Like I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel called to do this work because once again, here I am on Instagram living this shiny life. And on the inside, I still wasn't feeling good enough. And I still battle with that all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing, I'm great. I'm doing great. Because when we feel worthy, when we feel proud of ourselves, that's when we impact. And I think there's something in our society, especially for women that limits the amount of pride that we want to feel because we connect pride with ego. And we think that being too proud of ourselves is not humble and is going to look bossy or egotistical and that we should be no down to earth and completely squash our wins, our accomplishments, play small, right? But when we actually say, oh, no, I'm worthy enough right now, that's when you influence and that's when you impact. And so that um, really just touches my heart because I see, and I felt that so much myself that I'm not enough. And I see that in so many women that I just know how important this work is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I can only imagine. And I know just from, you know, talk, like just talking to other people in my life too, of like, there's so many people out there with great ideas, with great businesses, with great opportunities that we hold ourselves back because we think that we're not good enough or like someone's already doing it better. We don't need to do it. And I, I, I feel like there's so much out there that is never going to be out there unless we start taking those steps to believing in ourselves. And just like you said, like one bite at a time, right? Every single person is so worthy. Every single person on this planet has so many unique gifts, like eat, right. Everyone is so individual that everyone has something to teach every single other person on this planet. And I love what you said, which is, Oh, there's so many gifts that are being kind of stifled because it's true. It's like, you know, when I go to my favorite coffee shop, after I go to a wonderful, um, fitness class that we have in town, I am so grateful that they're in business. I'm like, thank you. I get to go dance it out at one of my favorite studios and then go get a yummy coffee hashtag what privilege, but (laughs) (laughs) yummy coffee and say, thank you for being in business. Because if they didn't put themselves out there and they limited their capacity for growth and expansion, then we wouldn't have these wonderful things. You know, everything is created by um, our minds and each of us has so, so much to offer. So I just want so many humans to realize how worthy enough they are right now and to keep going, to keep shining their light because that makes a difference. Once again, walking down the street and smiling at someone makes a difference and makes a ripple effect. And I want every listener to really know how influential they are and how impactful they are just, just as they are. Yeah. 
I love it. Um, have you felt like every, so I think there's so many mindset blocks that we experience too, in every layer, especially as you grow, because I feel like the, even just personally from our own business standpoint. So like the blocks that we experienced from day one of like starting this business of like, are we good enough? Like, can we grow a business? Can we do this? Those are different than the mindsets blocks that we have now of like, what's the next level? Like the next level of success could look like adding a new service for someone. It could look like a new product line. It could look like stepping into a speaking role. It could look so many different ways, but there's next level. I feel like mindsets that you experience. And I don't think it ever stops. Like once you hit a next level, right. It's, there's a new one that kind of pops up. Do you feel like you've had to approach them in any like different way as you've navigated your life? Like just, do you feel like there's, they're, they get more challenging or is it just the same tools? It's just the same things that are going after our brains of telling us we're not enough. And we just need to keep continually practicing the same thing. Great question. I don't <laughs> think it gets more challenging. I do think it's a lot of the same tools, trusting the process, putting yourself around people that are doing bigger things than you are so that you can expand into their level of possibility, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and you are maintaining your energy enough so that you can actually put your work out into the world. So I do think it's a lot of the basic stuff, mindset work, self personal body, self-care. How can we set ourselves up for our success? And then the crucial piece of knowing yourself, what are your strengths? What is your Enneagram number? What's your Myers-Briggs? What are the, the qualities that you have that you can tap into? Because I think when we know ourselves and Socrates said to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. When we know ourselves, then we both feel more confident because we're like, oh, wow, look at this. I'm an Enneagram three. Cool. It gives me some kind of little bit of power. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Look at that. And then also it enables us to really set ourselves up in ways that will serve us. If we know that we have a strength in communication, what opportunities can we look for that will strengthen that particular strength or will expand that particular strength? So I really believe in learning about yourself and having some sort of introspective practice, asking what can you do to improve your current situation, but also really importantly, balancing that contentment and working to feel stoked with where you're at right now today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. So do you have any kind of final words for anyone who might be in this kind of space where they're feeling held back right now? You are awesome and you're doing a really good job. And I want you to know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. That's it. I love it. I love it. I told myself that number of times you're exactly where you need to be. You don't need to be five steps ahead, right? You are right where you need to be right now. And I think that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you so much. I will definitely make sure to include um, that Marie Forleo's uh, thing in there because I also think that is great. Um, I'm also curious too, have you read any of Julia Pimsler's um, Go Big Now book at all? No, you should. Check that. You should check okay. That I'll add it to my reading Awesome. List. It's one of my favorite, um, mindset, like block books, like 
Awesome. I have so many post-its in it. Check it out. I will link it in here as well. <laughs> Thank <laughs> but you. But anyways, can you tell everyone where they go need to go to find you and just look at all the amazing stuff you do because you are an amazing human and people need you in their lives. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Sensigraves.com. My swimmer company is called Sensi Graves Swim. You can find me under all things Sensi Graves on Instagram and on Facebook. And then um, my kiteboarding retreat company is Strut Kiteboarding, S-T-R-U-T, kiteboarding.com if you want to check that out as well. But definitely I'm most active on the Instagram. Love it. We will link everything in the show notes so everyone can go check it out. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.